0: does want you on his side when you're with him everything's alright he knows you're a sinner but that's why he died and you glow door northeast this is Josh Wilder, pastor of Communities here, and I'm interviewing Sarah Lopez and Mel Brown about a ministry that they're involved in and that uh, y'all have an opportunity to join with. So welcome, Sarah.
1: Thank you. And Mel. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so Sarah, why don't you um, just give us, tell us like how... Um, how did this start? What, what really inspired you to pioneer this kind of ministry?
1: Yeah, so I'm a former classroom teacher and mm-hmm. have always been very passionate about education. And um, years ago, I worked at a school in Centennial School District, Harold Oliver Elementary, And uh, right behind that school um, is a set of apartment complexes that is in the red zone of Portland, is what they call it, where crime rates are very high and Mm -hmm. lots of gang violence. And in April, um, when they closed schools, I immediately thought of the children living there Mm. and... Immediately felt um, a need to support them in mm-hmm. some way, knowing that there was potential that they were going to be um, imprisoned in a very dangerous space <laughs> for yes. long periods of time. And so um, in April, I um, went over and just began to knock on doors of the apartment and asked if I could offer some educational support outside one-on-one and um so i um came across some parents who were uh, excited about that opportunity and um right away i had a few kids that i was working with and i quickly discovered that um you know it was uh, these kids had uh severe processing delays and mm-hmm. learning disabilities and um ultimately uh needed far more support than just uh, at an academic level mm-hmm. and um, you know, as we entered into the summer, uh, the group grew and um, I then started doing some art activities and some sports activities down on the school field behind the apartments. and um, was really beginning to get to know these kids on a, a really deep level. And um, I was going two days a week and um, had um, Mel joining me quite a bit as well, getting to know the kids and, uh, was, was both shocked and impressed, um, really shocked by, um, how difficult, uh, the, li- their lives were, what mm-hmm. they were coming from, um, but also just really impressed with, um, their creativity and mm-hmm. their, um, just their longing for learning and their curiosity for life and their inquisitiveness about so many things, um, And so then as, um, you know, we got kind of started coming to the end of summer, I knew that we were going to need a building as we entered Mm -hmm. into the fall. Mm -hmm. And so I started just praying about that. And right away, um, I thought of this church that was right across the street from the apartment complex Mm -hmm. and I emailed them. They responded that very day and said, Mm -hmm. we would love to meet with you Mm -hmm. and they, um, Pretty much that week, handed over the keys to their wow. space, yeah, wow. and said, "You can um, use this. We've not been effective um, in reaching the kids in this community, mm-hmm. and we have the perfect space for kids ministry. And so we love for you to come in and mm-hmm. um, and do that. And so that is where We Belong PDX is kind of birthed from. And um, yeah, we have now have a running program. Mm-hmm. And Mel, I'd love to just hear your thoughts, too, as you were joining me, with these yeah. kids, and we're just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our pants um, with coming up with activities.
2: Yeah, I think um, for me, it's been really fun to uh, come alongside Sarah and just feel that, that her um, desire for justice and desire to um, impart to these kids uh, education and social, emotional learning, and um, it's contagious um, the way that uh, she's so driven. So I had been lucky enough to join her and partner with her at the beginning. And um, it started with just uh, uh, two sets of sisters and we'd just sit outside their apartment and, um, you know, come up with little craft ideas mm-hmm. and, um, and then Sarah continued to knock on doors and kids continued, um, to start, you know, coming more and we would join them and, um, in their front yard or, um, at their house. And then it turned into what it is now, which is around 22 kids mm-hmm. that consistently come three mm-hmm. days a week. And, um, from where it was at the beginning, mm-hmm. where there were moments that felt like, "Is this gonna last?" or like kids started to. It seemed like maybe kids weren't coming outside anymore, mm-hmm. or parents seemed skeptical. And then what was happening in the news and mm-hmm. with the, right. the paranoia of mm-hmm. what was going on at the time. And and then I just remember one day um, we pulled up. I had actually been gone for a couple weeks, but pulled up, and the kids were waiting for us. Mm-hmm. And that felt like uh, this, um, like such comfort of like, oh, they're looking forward to us being there. Like Mm -hmm. we're actually making a difference by showing Mm -hmm. up. Because I think really what these kids need is um, people's time, Mm -hmm. like time... Like, one-on-one time, and um, they're just not getting that in their house mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every single one of these children have some form of IEP. So, either, you know, they are a 10 and 11.
0: What's, what's IEP? Uh, like,
2: an know. independent educational plan. So, okay. um, there's a lot of special
1: needs. Special needs are... The, there's some uh, kind of extra support that they right. need to be provided from the school district. Right. so So there's there's several of these children who are
2: 9, 10, 11, and don't read or write. Wow. Um, no. And it's sh- shocking. Like, mm-hmm. how did they get through the school system? And right. how are they in the grade that they're in, and they can't read or write? Mm-hmm. Um, so just the shockiness around that. And then um, how most of these kids don't have parents who are at home with them helping them log on mm-hmm. to school. Mm-hmm. Most of these parents mm-hmm. um, are not capable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not present emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. and physically. And so these kids have been left alone. Actually, I asked um, one of the girls yesterday, I was like, wait, how long has it been since you've been in school? And she like, she said, I think it's been five years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. maybe she has a little bit That's of a... That's how it of, feels for these kids. Wow. Yeah, and it's yeah. been really since March and I think yeah. rarely do they actually log on. So mm-hmm. these kids are like falling so far behind in the wow. educational system. Yeah. So, so far behind. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, so it's been... It's been really encouraging to me during this time to watch what's happening with, like, Sarah's perseverance and dedication and just, like, um, the love towards these children and watching God at work. And so to think that, like, we're in a building now, we have 22-plus kids who consistently come, and um, just how God is showing up for these kids. And I think there's just no way to really understand what this impact is having on them.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so it, now you're meeting in a in a building, and you have kids coming consistently. Mm-hmm. What does the future look like for you and for these kids in this ministry? What would you What would you like to see happen? Where do you want this to go?
1: Yeah. Um... Really I have um, been working hard to design this in a way that it can be easily reproducible mm-hmm. and um, so working on really making sure my organization skills are um, functioning well and um, my hope is that there will be more churches in these red zones who will hand over their keys
0: mm-hmm. and
1: who will be as gracious as this church has been and who will be willing to um, essentially turn their church building in the weekdays into a community center. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, these kids, um, the the extra support that they need is human presence, healthy human presence and, uh, people taking the time to listen to them Mm -hmm. and, um, the influence that Christians can have, the opportunity we have as Christians to be able to step in, Mm -hmm. um, to these kids' lives by simply opening some doors and offering them a safe space where they believe that they, where they feel belong, belonging, Mm -hmm. and feel a sense of, um, just love Mm -hmm. and a sense of, someone actually caring is, uh, is just so monumental. And I, I think, mm-hmm. um, we have to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually even, you know, something a little more about what we're doing presently, um, we have uh, five rotations and, um, the kids are broken up into small groups by, eight for, uh, based on their age. And mm-hmm. these, uh, groups of three to five kids are with at least one adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but even yesterday we had enough adults to give a couple of our kids that need extra attention. Okay. We actually have the opportunity to give them one-on-one mm-hmm. attention. And mm-hmm. those two kids, I was just amazed at how happy they were, yeah. um, you know, to have that one-on-one attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, these rotations that we're doing with them, you know, one of them is arts. Another is, um, like skill career based, mm-hmm. um, helping to open their eyes to opportunities they have. Mm-hmm. Um, one of is building like uh, box engineering, things yeah. like that. Another one is games. You're just playing a game, like a board mm-hmm. game or car game. And then another one is, um, body care, um, kind of health wellness oriented. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, you know, sharing this with an individual who's very involved in the, world of education and she said to me, wow, you're offering them everything that our education system doesn't but should. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's, you know, having worked in the education system, I got frustrated Mm -hmm. with devoting so much time and energy to things that I wasn't sure were actually helping these kids. And this demographic in particular, um, you know, they there's a a good chance that they might not be at the academic level of these middle-class and um, Mm upper-class kids. They're just getting so (laughs) far behind, but Mm -hmm. you know what? They don't have to go to college to be successful and we can really help them grow to be healthy adults. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my true heart, healthy adults that love Jesus is um, ultimately what we want to see. And, Mm Um, and so I, I'm really excited about the opportunity and what I believe is like God's hand moving to really get churches to see like we can open our doors during the weekdays mm-hmm. and um, and we can turn this into a safe space for right. kids to thrive and mm-hmm. um, kids that are coming from underserved areas that need okay. it. And this can actually... Um, build that bridge that exists uh, that is that bridge that needs to exist Mm -hmm. um you know the educational gap but also that bridge in this this community that Mm -hmm. is really right next living right next to a church but has no involvement with it and helping make that connection
0: yeah wow well so many good things that you're saying about what's happening and it's it's sad well, one like living in a pandemic is sad already. Mm-hmm. People are losing their jobs. It's and for for everyone at at the very least, it's inconvenient, right? Mm-hmm. But anytime there's something like this, there's an enormous disparity in the effect it has on the poor and on the well-to-do. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you're well-to-do enough, you can hire the private tutor. You can mm-hmm. your kids don't skip a beat. They might even get ahead by the time this thing is over with. Mm-hmm. But if you're not and your kids were already struggling before we got here they were just falling even further behind yeah and so it seems uh, all the more uh, important for us as a church to uh, come aside come come alongside those who are vulnerable and those who are weak so how could we you know talking about we the church I mean, obviously you said the building. This isn't exactly a, a, red, yeah, <laughs> a red zone, red zone. <laughs> where this building is, but right. we are the church. How can mm-hmm. we, the people of Door of Hope Northeast, how could we come alongside mm-hmm. and and help out this ministry yeah. or others like it?
1: Yeah, there are a few different ways. Um, volunteering your time, that's mm-hmm number one what we're asking for mm-hmm. number one what these kids need um somebody who can dedicate three hours a week just mm-hmm. one day a week for three hours um and consistently being present mm-hmm. and um being able to something else we do is we have um pre-written conversation questions at each station oh, really? and you know so if you're one of those people where you're like I not good at getting to know kids I don't feel great around kids or I don't never know what to ask them right well we have the activity instructions already there we have conversation questions already there for you so really it's just you showing up and having a heart to help kids that's that's what we're asking for number one um and then of course you know we do need supplies to run these activities, like Mm -hmm. art supplies and, um, you know, of course the classic, like, tape, blue, scissors, things like that, and so... Snacks. uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. thanks, Molly. Yeah, snacks. We do provide these kids with snacks. Um, Initially, we weren't going to because I was worried, you know, we don't have the money for that, and then um, these kids were coming hungry, and I've also realized we've learned how um, they are malnourished Mm -hmm. uh, nutritionally. I mean, they just will down fruit like it's candy oh, because yeah. I just don't mm-hmm. think they're getting nutritious meals. And so now we're providing snacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, donations, um, but yeah, and money to supply those things as well. Um, yeah. and I, I, would, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, I want to expand. I wanted to open up, um, other churches to do that. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have to, Find somebody in my position that can be like the director in that space, right? And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it'd be great if we have like other former classroom teachers Mm -hmm. who would be interested in coming into this as like a a part time job and um, have that heart to open a space for kids. Can I add one more thing? Sure. Um, also
2: Also, uh, industry specialists. Yes. So, uh, like Sarah said, mm-hmm. you don't have to have um, experience working with kids, mm-hmm. but if you came and showed and shared your craft, so mm-hmm. if you're a... Um, police officer a firefighter um a what if we've named something mechanic a mechanic um a realtor Mm -hmm. um right now we have somebody from nike who has been um showing the kids how to design shoes and pick fabrics Mm -hmm. and so anybody who has an industry that Mm -hmm. they could come and
1: share with us and share with the kids Mm -hmm. um, that would be amazing too yeah they could if they could just commit to one day a week for one month um, mm-hmm. we're trying to have a different industry focus each month mm-hmm. and so um, yeah our friend from Nike has um, been coming one day a week and it's been like a, a process of them learning how to design a shoe yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. thanks for that's that. yeah
0: that's great um, so one more thing before
1: contact us we're trying to really get the get the word out there as much as possible
0: Great! I'm I'm happy to help you do that.
1: Thank you. (laughs) We appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Well. Thanks again for giving us the time and you heard it here, folks. Uh, Volunteer. Give give of your time. Give of your energy. Um, Give what you can because these kids really need it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Can I add a verse to actually the? Please do. Um. So in Mark nine, Jesus says, um, "Whoever receives." one such child as this in my name, uh, receives me and whoever receives, um, me, it's not me, but, um, the one who sent from the father and might've botched that last part a little bit, but, uh, the point being, you know, um, I think it's really important that we as believers open arms to, um, our child, to children mm-hmm. in our communities. Um, because, um, when we open our arms to children, we're, Opening our arms to Jesus, and I think he made that clear. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Well put. I think we can just leave it at that. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe we'll um, check in with you in a few months or some time and see how things are going.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. There's no losing when
0: he's got control. Life's not empty, trying don't know Of all of your questions